All right, good morning, everybody. Thank you for uh, not being bored of me, um, for still coming, so I appreciate that. Um, what? Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so what we're going to talk about today, and we'll try to, fit this, to finish by 11.45, because then uh, all the kids are going to come in, is about a topic which is colloquially referred to as arcois, which is all about whether or not uh, one may go to a secular court, the issue, uh, potential cases where one is allowed to, etc. I'm sure that everybody has some sort of familiarity, but it's still worth it to go through it, and perhaps we can uh, glean some insights that uh, we weren't aware of before. Obviously, by the way, just as a super uh, preface, I am not involved in business. So this is not meant to be telling anybody what to do in any shape or form. I understand that, you know, things can get complicated and dicey and the devil's in the details. So uh, live your life how you want to live it. We're just going to talk what the Shulchan Aruch says. Um, but, um, yeah. All right. So I, I gave out a paper. I made a paper over here. Sorry that it's not as sophisticated as it normally is. But Ari asked me on Thursday night at like 11 p.m. Um, so what we're going to talk about today, if you look at the top of the sheet where it says Arkoi, Secular Courts versus Basin, I would like, we're going to try and cover three primary uh, topics uh, contained within this discussion. The first one is uh, understanding the Isur of going to Arkois, the reasons for the Isur, and uh, the Nafkaminas, practical differences that come out of the reasons. Then we're going to talk about well, what if both parties, the very common situation, what if both parties uh, agree? You know, they want to go to Arkois, whether they can. Uh, and then the last thing, we'll talk about something called Heter Arkois, which is permission or leave that is granted by Beistin to somebody to go to a secular court. All right. So, by the way, this year is very um, apropos, sorry, because yesterday was Parashas Mishpatim, uh, which is the source for this whole Isser, and also because... Uh, I found a very nice word from Rabbi David Shachar, who just passed away, uh, which I'll say shortly, and I never saw anyone else, literally, not in the Rishonim, not in the um, ask this question and give this answer. So it's just Kishma. Um, all right. So that being said, let's jump right in. So you see here it says source one at the beginning of Parshish Mishpatim, which we learned yesterday. The Torah says, Ve'ela Mishpatim Ashetosim Lifnehem, which means these are the Statute. These are the ordinances which you shall place before them. And Rashi comments, and it's also in the Gemara. Rashi says, you see in source one, it says, "Lifnehem, Ashetosim Lifnehem, you shall place before them." Before them <coughs> could be referring to based in. Rashi says, "Veloy, Lifnei Goyim," and not before Goyim. In other words, if there's a dispute between two Jews, they have a obligation to uh, take it before based in, and not to go in front of Goyim. Even if you know that in this regard, the Goyim will judge it the same way that the Yidin would judge it. In other words, secular law, in this case, would line up exactly the same way as Torah lines up. Nevertheless, do not bring it to their Arkois. Arkois literally means places of gathering. It just refers to places of gathering where they would judge. So we're going to just call it Arkois. It means secular courts. Is that what the word means? Arkois literally means places of gathering, yeah. It's like, there's another meaning of the word, like valuations, like erchen, yeah, but I guess it also means, uh, it could also mean places of gathering. Um, why? What's the problem with this? Because someone who brings 
a matter of, of Yidin before Goyim. Mechalalas Hashem, you are desecrating Leibishter's names. And you are uh, glorifying the name of Avodah Zorah to praise it. The Pasuk says that uh, for our rock is not like their rock and our uh, nations, uh, you know, um, and our, uh, our enemies like, uh, were exalted over us. That when our uh, enemies judge us, that is a testament to their, uh, like the greatness of their gods. Yeah. Right, so I was going to say, so all the Rishonim and everywhere else says there's no difference. It doesn't make a difference about whether it's an actual Avoidah Zora or if it's uh, the Loshan in other places, Miyakashem Elilim, and even if they're not, even if it's in purely secular court, it's the same thing. Now, it's not. Okay, so that we'll get to in a second. But the point is, there's nothing inherently uh, more worrisome about a court which is based on idol worship versus purely secular. It's like in Tanya, you know, elsewhere, a lot of times we see it, that we speak about machole uh, akum, not pas akum, which is bread baked by, some, by a goy. It doesn't have to be an ovid kichol mamazolis, it's just a phrase. That's because when I say it, the thing is, I'm like a No, but still, the way no, the way it's understood is that you are glorifying a system uh, of justice outside of Torah, even whether it's purely whether it's based on uh, you know Yoshka or based on secular doesn't make a difference. This is you are giving credibility. You yeah, you're giving credibility, giving credence to uh, a system of justice outside of the of the Torah. So that's one reason given for the issue of, for why one, one is not allowed to go to our coast, because it's, you call you're glorifying uh, a, a, a Goyish uh, way of operating. And, and another reason which is given, which is by the Rambam, the Rambam in the end of Hilchah Sanhedrin, the Rambam writes, um, actually, let's go through it. Um, or just go through the first line. Anyone who goes to Goyish judges of our so same thing as the, even if they will be judging the same way that Yidin would judge. Hareza Russia, one is Russia, you are as if you blasphemed against the Abishter. And it's as if you are raising a hand against the Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu. In other words, repudiating, uh, going against the uh, the Torah, you know, uh, 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 the, just, the system of justice which is established by the Torah, and you are rejecting that. So it's similar, but it is a little bit different to the reason of Rashi. reason of Rashi is that you can't do it because you are glorifying the, the Goyim, the Goyish way of doing it. And the Rambam's reason is that you are rejecting the Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu. Now, what's the nafkamina between looking at it from a perspective of uh, of saying it's also because I'm glorifying the Goyisha way of operating or I'm rejecting the halacha of Torah. So there are actually many cases where this is an, where there's an afkamina. So for example, let's say, um, um, well, first of all, where their law is exactly the same, right? If their law is exactly the same, so you're not being meyrum yad b'toyrus moshe, you're not rejecting the Torah's way of operating because the Torah would say the same thing. But you're still being called meyakir shayim elilim, you're still being called that you're glorifying the Goyish way of doing things. Another example would be 
let's say if you're going to for arbitration, right? You're not going to uh, hear what the league, the, the the secular law has to say. You're just going to for a small claims court. You know, somebody's going to give you you know some perspective using uh, you know common sense principles or whatever it is. I know, but as far as I understand, could be I'm wrong. They're not. Like sometimes they're just going to try and arrive at like a equitable uh, solution. It's not going to be. A, no, I know. All, all I'm saying, okay, could be a sorry, could be I made a mistake on on the details. All I'm trying to say is any any place where they're not relying on the strict uh, law. It's just you know a pshara. They're making a compromise. I guess so. Yeah. Um, all these things are not necessarily meirim yad b'teres moshevin. You're not rejecting the Torah much. Now, if I go, if me and uh, Mendy Leibowitz are arguing with each other, and we go to uh, some guy to, to hear out our dispute, we're not meirim yad b'teres moshevin. We're not going against the Torah, but it's still an issue of meyaker sheimelilim. The fact that you're glorifying a system of justice outside of the Torah, and we have an obligation to uh, to do that, to to, to go to based in. And uh, and recognize like the the Nesivis writes at the beginning of Cheshmesh B'Tzim and Chavav. He writes like by virtue of the fact that somebody's going to a, a Goyish court, they're basically saying that like my dispute cannot be resolved. Like what do the rabbis know, right? Like uh, you know, I, if I want to get you know real justice, I have to go to a secular court. Which which we can understand why the Torah is offended by that uh, idea. Not to say that the rabbis do know what they're talking. No, I think it's it's part of like miyakashem elilim. Like if, if you look in the Rishon, they like they don't use that lashon. They just hop onto the second part of miyakashem elilim. All right. So the point is. No, right. So everybody accepts both opinions. Both, both reasons. Um, right. Everybody accepts both reasons. In other words, all these cases. Oh, for example, and nafkamina the other way, by the way, would be what Naftali Zekan mentioned before is. What if the Jew, what if the, this came up when the state of Israel was formed, right, and you had the Chazanesh and, and all these Rabbanim who were, you know, screaming against the, the, the secular court of justice that was instituted, where it's not, um, so they said, well, what if the judges are Jewish? And they might even be from, so I'm not Meyakashem Elilim, you're going to court. They're from Yidin, it's not, was Meyakashem Elilim, they're Yidin. But it's still, you're still rejecting the, um, you're still rejecting the system of law which is established by the Torah. And yes, you're right. Yeah, but, but, but in such a situation, if you're following, if the, the Torah and the secular are the same, and you have a Jewish judge, then that wouldn't be considered a place. Oh, interesting, interesting, interesting. So where they're the same? But they're the same because you're not going to be, and you have a Jewish, so you can just say, I'm going to the Torah. Right, 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 right. That's, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. That's interesting. Okay, so that's good. So we'll get into it in a second. I want to bring out what, what, what Rabbi David Shachar said about that, but that's a good point. So is the point is... Is this an affirmative thing that you have to do in Jewish one, or is this a you should not... So, yeah, so most of the poiskim understand that it's Pasha to Mitzvah, that's a lava Yeah, and lava ba miklal is considered an assay. And yeah, you makam b'shev al tase. Now, lava ba miklal the kiyom is b'shev al tase, means there's no mitzvah to go to basin. The assay is fulfilled by not going to Arkois. Yeah, whatever, you have it in other cases also, like, uh, 
like like sick points just yelled or he's like a, I don't know, I don't remember something like that. Like don't uh, whatever, we get off track. Point is fine. So that's basically the source for the issue of going to sec uh, of our coast, which is sort of understandable, like hey, like it's not nice. And uh, two reasons for why, and the, the, the applications therein. Now, a question that comes up often is, well, what happens if both parties agree to do it, right? You have two people that are entering into a transaction, or even they, uh, it's not from the outset, now they're in a dispute, and they both want to go to a secular court. So I was going to read that law inside, but I see I'm not going to have time, so I'll just say it outside, which is that, oh, to make the question even stronger in general, when it comes to monetary uh, halacha, we have a principle called tnai shabamomen, tnai kayan, that if two people make an agreement with each other about something related to money, their condition is binding. So a classic case would be, for those who remember learning, uh, you know, in fifth grade, you learned about shomer chinam and shoyel, you know, the arba shomerim. So, you know, let's say if you borrow something, you are going to be responsible for if it gets uh, stolen, right? But if you make a condition with a guy, hey, look, I'm going to borrow your laptop, but if it gets stolen, I don't have to pay. So then it's fun. Tanai Sheba moment, Tanai Kayim. That condition is, uh, is legit. It's valid. So the question is perhaps the same thing over here. Me and Mendy Leibowitz are, are fighting with each other, and we both agree that we want to go to secular court, so perhaps it should be binding. Um, and... Also, from the outset, maybe we're going to enter into a contract and we're going to put into the contract, we're going to say that in cases of dispute, we're going to, be, we're going to go to a court. So, the truth is that this is where it gets a little bit, uh, you know, you can get mired in the quagmire somewhat um, over here. Because it starts to get very uh, dicey. But, but past this, it doesn't work like that. Because we know that even though there is a principle called tonight's of a moment, tonight, Kayan, that if I and somebody else make a monetary... Uh, contract that's binding, but the one exception to that is where you masne, where you make a condition against the Torah, right? So, for example, I'm not allowed to say to Mendeleev, "Hey, lend me a hundred dollars. I'll pay you back the hundred dollars with interest." You can't do that, even though technically tonight should be a moment tonight came, but it doesn't work because when it's against the Torah, so then it doesn't work. Now there are cases where I said about the quagmires because there are cases where it could work if you word it correctly, but broadly speaking. Uh, you're not allowed to do that. And the same thing would apply to going to our kois. Even though one might think, look, me and him, we're just, we're making this condition together. Nevertheless, it's not going to be allowed. One case where it does sort of become allowed is if you turn over the page at the bottom, at the back, where it says source four. So this is a, it says boilerplate provision within a standard contract. I just pulled this off from a contract that, uh, that uh, like from LegalZoom, you know, where you can just generate contracts uh, for uh, employees. So it says here, it says that every, uh, what basically within every contract, you always have uh, the, the provisions about what happens if there's a dispute. So what you see, there's two uh, provisions. There's one about choice of law and one about choice of venue. So you see choice of law, it says, the laws of the state of New York govern this agreement. And choice of forum is both parties consent to the personal jurisdiction of the state and federal courts in Kings County, New York. Whatever, this is from when I made this with somebody else and living in New York. So the point is, is that, so choice of law, you for sure, this is for sure against halacha. Because that's you're not allowed to go against, you as Yidin, we have an obligation to follow the halacha. 
So when it comes to the choice of law contract uh, provision in a contract, I would not. Let me finish. Sorry, I would not be allowed to say, "Hey, we're going to be, we're going to take this to court in the state of New York or Georgia, whatever it is." Because that, uh, even though it's just me and him, nevertheless, it's mass, you being, you're making condition against the Torah. The question that becomes, what about the, the, the choice of venue, the choice of forum in, in, this, in, in this version? Because maybe I could say, look, no, no, we'll go to Bastin, right? We'll go to Bastin, but we want that the Bastin should judge the case based on secular law. For example, let's say, you know, there's uh, real estate uh, professionals. You know, there's certain ways that real estate operates. Uh, I know it came up a thing when, it was talking like a whole halachic prenup. That was like a big thing that, you know, they want basically the, the, the two parties to sign a contract to say that, you know, in the event that the marriage falls apart, so then it'll be uh, de- dealt with in Bastin. Um, but some woman basically pushed back on, on, on the idea that, that they said was that basically in secular court, I heard this from Rabbi Yona Reese, who's the kind of Bastin of the Bastin of America. He said that basically women pushed back on it because they said that they felt that in secular court they're going to stand to get more, uh, like the, what's it called when you uh, split up the assets, they'll get more than they would if it went to Bastin. So they would not want to just be like, yeah, let the Bastin deal with everything. No, they want to be like, look, we'll go to Bastin. And we'll, we'll, we'll sign this halachic prenup so that, you know, we can avoid the aguna issue, etc. But we still want that when we come to the, what's it called? Splitting of the assets, whatever it's called, that we should employ the principles of uh, equitable distribution or whatever secular law um, uses. We want to use those principles. So, so that's literally that. They're saying, no, we'll go to Bastin. The choice of law will be Bastin. You know, we'll go to Bastin, but, but the choice... Of, sorry, 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 exactly. The choice of forum will be, exactly. But the question, the choice of law, could they say, you know, well, we want it to be, we want to go based on the, um, the, the, the laws of the secular court. And there is precedent for this idea, right? like we talk about in halacha, there's different types of kinyonim, right? Like, you know, meshicha, hagba, mesira, whatever. And then there's something called a situmto. Right, which is uh, that uh, when they would sell wine barrels, so the way they would mark, like the transaction was completed, was they would mark the barrel. It's called a situmta. That's not a kinyan in halacha. You have to pick something up. You have to switch a handkerchief. Those are the regular kinyanim. Marking a barrel is not a, is not a regular kinyan. But we have something called so that's called a situmta. But the Gemara says it is a good kinyan because we have something called minakasolchrim, which is the 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 way that a certain industry operates. So if the way a certain industry operates is that by marking a barrel, you know that's considered a kinyan. So then it's binding. For like a famous another example would be like diamond dealers, right? Like you shake the hand and you know that that. that that's it's a done deal. So you could literally take somebody. The point is, halacha will recognize that uh, that form of, of, of transaction, even though mitzad adin, a handshake, or marking a barrel is not really a valid uh, form of kinyan, but halacha would recognize it. So perhaps, same thing over here, as long as the parties agree to go to Bastin, they can say that, okay, we'll go to Bastin, but we should employ, they might even put in the contract, we should employ the secular based in should operate based on secular law and Taka there's a chuva from the Rashba where he says as long as it's not uh, as I'm saying it's like a little bit like you just have to like word it correctly as long as it's being made clear that like it's not a repudiation of halacha and you're not rejecting the Torah then you can actually do it and it is okay so that's that's basically uh, how in certain instances where both parties agree where you could sort of bring in the usage of secular law to some extent. Um, 
The last two minutes, let's just talk about heterokois for a second. So heterokois is a famous idea, which is that in some cases, the Basin do give permission for somebody to go to a secular court. And the most famous case would be where uh, the party refuses to go, right? The other party uh, refuses to go to, uh, to Basin. So I'm, I'm disputing with a Goy or a Fryaju or even some, some people say the Minigal Mbavich is to go to Arkois. Um, I'm joking, but there were some communities in Europe, like the Minig was to do our God Arkois. So, oh, so, so what's the so interesting thing from Rabbi Dovachok that I wanted to say was, so if you look in the Gemara, the Gemara gives two reasons why in some cases you can go to, how can you go to Arkois? There's a, it's, you have, you're, you're not allowed to go to uh, secular court. So, so Gemara gives two reasons. One, the Gemara says that, uh, no, when you go to Arkois, when Beistin lets you go to secular court, then the, the secular court is functioning as the shluchim of the Beistin. That's one Gemara. And, right, I guess so. And in another Gemara, the Gemara says, the Gemara says, there's a whole, there's a lot of memories that uh, Rova asked, uh, I forgot who, and he was asked all these things. That's what he said. Like, what is what does it mean when people? That's what it says. Like, Hamar Lamar. It was the Shaki famous thing from Bayim Ashtayosar. So one of the things he says was that the last one goes, "Omelay Rova the Rabbah Barmar." This is source five. Menoha Milstamer Inchi. Where do we know this thing that people say? Koris Chavrach Vlei Onach. If you if you call to your friend and he doesn't answer you, Romi Gudor Rabba Shadibay. Take a big wall and throw it on him. So Omelay Yan Tiartech Vlei Tad Mutumasim Lenders Apostek. So Gemara, what is this talking about? What is this? If you call to your friend and he, he doesn't answer, you should throw a big wall on him. So the Rosh says over there, the Rosh pans over there, this is Rapalti Goin, or is one of the Goinim. Ruven Shimon, Ruven who has a claim against Shimon, and Shimon is a Messiah of Ladin. Shimon refuses to go to Basin with Ruven. So how do we know Sherashi Lahavila Arkoishal Nochram? How do we know you're allowed to bring it to a secular court? To take out what's really yours. So we learn out from this Gemara that says, you call to your friend, you're like, hey, let's go to Basin, and he doesn't answer you, so you take a brick wall, the Mahdi uh, hammer of uh, whatever, of justice, and you can throw it at him, you can basically take him to secular court. So what did I want to say? Oh, so, so Rabbi David Shachar a few months ago gave a shear to uh, uh, online smicha, the Dianus program, and listen to the shear. So he said, he asked, he said, he said let's think about it logically. What, what's going on over here? What's, you, you have an Isser to go to Arkois. So, so the guy you're feuding with uh, won't come with you to Beistin. So, so now you can, go to, you can go to secular court like they're doing the shluchas, throw a big wall at him. What's the, what's the, what's the svar of it? It's like, uh, uh, you, uh, if, you're, if, you're, if the guy who owns spicy peach doesn't want to sell you kosher sushi, you can't go buy trave sushi. Like, it doesn't work. Like, you have an Isser to go to secular court so fun, so lose money. We lose money every day. We buy Tfilin, the super expensive, we buy chauffeurs, we buy a little of a strike, we're like, we're gonna lose money. Okay, Shkoch, welcome to the Jewish religion. What's the, what's the svara that would allow you to, yeah, they kicked me out. What's the svara that would allow you to go to, there has to be something um, be, being mechai of you. So he says, and I don't see this anyway, but I just like the word. He says that we have a principle of, uh, of uh, Efes kiloye bocha evyen, right? That, that, uh, and leisamun al dam and there's these principles of Torah chos al memoyne shel Yisrael, that the Torah cares that, uh, you know, that about a person's money, that you shouldn't lose money. So if you, in other words, it's not just, there's actually a, uh, affirmative element within the Torah that wants you to get what's rightfully yours. So, yeah, but I, 
So by the way, it's this last point. So there's a question of what happens if there's a question of what happens if the based in if, if secular court basically you come so the, the, the procedure is you can't straight go to our court. You have to go to base in. The base in has to either issue hasmonas and see the gazim sar of Ladin or if it's a guy, you know for sure that he's not gonna come. And then the basin will give you leave to go to secular court. So the question is, well, what if the case wouldn't really be won in Basin? Or the, you don't know if the case would have been won in Basin. For example, let's say the uh, one thing that I know for sure is that in Halacha, it's much, there's something called Groma, which is indirect damage. In, you, Groma ben Izakin is potter. If you indirectly damage somebody, you're potter. You don't have to pay. There are some cases of Garmi, but broadly speaking, Indirectly damaging someone is potter. Whereas in secular law, it's not like that. You can, it's approximate damage, whatever. But like, you, you can indirectly damage someone and you have to pay. What? Negligence. Right. If, so, if there's a certain, like, and when it comes to grammar, even if you're not negligent, even if you are negligent, you're still going to be potter. So the question is, could you then go to our court? And you would, if you were go to based in, you would lose. Or you, you wouldn't necessarily win. So could you go to our court? So it really depends on whether you think of it in the terms of the Beistin, the Arkois being the Shluchim of the Beistin. If you look at Arkois being the Shluchim of the Beistin, so then you can't. You can only do up to what the Beistin would be authorized to do. But if you understand it from the perspective of if your friend doesn't call you, throw a big wall at him, that's more a concept of a Knas, which is you had the opportunity to go to Beistin and you wouldn't have been hired, but you refused to go to Basin. So now we're gonna send you to Arkois, and even if it comes in Arkois that you're gonna lose much more than you, sh- than you could, um, you're still gonna lose. That said, last point, with one caveat, which is if the Basin can see for sure from the outset that like there's nothing to talk about, like also in this shit from Yon, I heard from Yon Reese, he said that somebody came to him with a case about something, somebody came to Bethlehem of America with a case, and they were like, no way, like there's nothing to talk about, this is not, you're like, there's nothing to talk about, and so he's like, you're never going to win. Like, there's, there's no room halakhically in Basin. So he said, okay, fine. So at least give me Heter Arkois, you know. So, uh, so they said, no, it doesn't work. In other words, the Basin, basically, it's, it's sort of, this is what the Basin of America, this is their so policy. Is no, so if you look at it as a shliach, then the based if you look at it as a shliach, the Basin has to thoroughly investigate the case before they give a Heter Arkois. To see, it's like, you know, like an indictment. To basically say, yeah, there's a case over here which could be won if it were to go to Basin. Versus if you look at it as throwing a big wall, Basin don't have to do anything. And so how do you skirt that line? So but Pashas, we go with the idea of to throwing a big wall. In other words, the Basin do not thoroughly investigate the case, which is very impractical anyways when one party refuses to come. But what they will do, one thing, is if the Basin can see from the outset that like there's really no way this case could ever be won in Basin, then this is what Rabbi Yonah Risa, the Basin of America, would not give a heterar course. Because today most of the Basin of Saks are actually arbitration. Yeah, so the... Yeah, so then you can take it. Yeah. They're recognizing the secular laws as arbitration. Binding arbitration. If arbitration is according Wait, say that again. Wait, let me just summarize. So the point is, we talked about Meaning, what our case is, what the issue is. They're being accepted as arbitration, right? So technically, whatever they decide is being accepted by the secular court. So their halachic ruling is a secular ruling because the arbitration is based on halachic. Yes, so correct. Meaning, if it goes to trial and there's arbitration at all, then yeah, it's out of their hands and it could go off the rails and it won't be a point of halachic at all. But if, it's, if, it's, if they're going to give it the win, 
of Yes, correct. But what I'm talking about in the cases where one party is refusing to go to Basin, so Basin cannot issue a ruling. You can't issue a ruling where you only have one side. All right, Shkoya, thank you very much. Sorry if that was a little bit all over the place. Uh, what?